0: My name is Douglas Bruce, a former pupil from the class of 1966. I was a keen rugby player at school, especially sevens, and it's an honour to come back to Laurison Place and in particular the exam hall where I'm reading this uh, today. I am particularly thrilled that this episode focuses on rugby, recounting excerpts from Charlie Broadwood's diary. Former pupils of my generation will know Charlie's name well. He was certainly a well-known figure now imprinted in Heriot's history. So on that note, let's cast our minds back to the early 1900s. Charlie Broadwood joined Heriot's as a pupil in 1909. Broadwood was a keen and talented sportsman while at Heriot's, playing in the Cricket First Eleven for three successive seasons, the Rugby First Fifteen and runner-up in the school games of 1915. In sixth year, Broadwood was first prefect and school captain. Charlie left Harriet's in 1915 as a university bursar, however this was during World War I, and he soon enlisted in the 14th Royal Scots. The following are extracts from his school diaries. It is perhaps an indication of Broadwood's p- priorities that most of the diary is based around sport, especially rugby. Academic achievements were only given a short sentence here and there, despite Broadwood winning numerous academic prizes at Harriet's. The Harriet's archives have filed Broadwood's diary, and it is with pleasure that I recount the following excerpts to you. Session 1912 to 1913. September 30th, 1912. returned to school in good spirits. I've been raised now to the dignity of the fifth year and consider myself somebody. My thoughts were chiefly centred around the first 15. I had played scrum half for the seconds, and since the first 15 needed a scrum half, I had hopes. Rugger practices occupied the first few weeks. Then the teams were posted, and I saw that I was in the first 15, or for the opening match. On October the 12th, we played and beat Second Academy by 14 points to 5. I had the honour of scoring the second try of the season. November 12th, 1912. On this day the caps were posted, and I, to my great joy, was among the number. I was now a fully-fledged First Fifteen man. August 3rd, 1914. The war clouds which had been hanging over Europe burst. On the evening, on this day, German troops crossed the Belgian frontier to force a a passage into France. Russia had begun to mobilise. France too rushed her armies to the frontier and the British warships were held in readiness for action. On this day, Green, Brand and I left Edinburgh for a camping holiday which had long been our heads uh, at Dunbar. We arrived and got our tent pitched and everything prepared for a month's holiday. There is no need to recount the progress of the war, sufficient to state that we did not realise the magnitude of the task. We came home and slacked all September till school reopened when we returned for our last session. Sports day, June the 5th, 1915. Games day, which dawned wet and cheerless. The rain continued till 10.30am when to my delight it began to clear up and when afternoon came the sky had scarcely a cloud and the sun was blazing overhead. Bertie Anderson was our accepted champion but he did not come home in a victorious manner we all expected. There were two reasons for that. He did not train enough, number one, and two he did not practice his jumps or the shot put. The first event was the 100 yards. Bertie Anderson and I won our heats but in the final Will Brand nearly beat me. As it was I got home by inches. The next was the long leap in in which, to my and everybody's amazement, I beat Bertie Anderson with a jump of seventeen feet six and a half inches. This was surprise number one. The next ordeal was the hurdles. We were made to run heats on this occasion, which I thought was a great swindle. I won easily in nineteen and four-fifths seconds, not the twenty and four-fifths as in the school magazine. (laughs) After the hurdles was the half-mile. This was my race and I expected to win it, however I made the same mistake as I made last year. I kept too far in the rear and in the final burst I could not make up the distance, although I was full of running. I finished second to Bertie Anderson in 2 minutes 19 seconds. Putting the weight went to D McKenzie, although Bertie Anderson, in the trials, putted a distance of 31 feet 6 inches. The latter did not do himself justice in the event. After the putt came the quarter mile. This was essentially Bertie Anderson's race, and for the first 300 yards, it looked as if he was going to be an easy winner. However, I was coming along behind, and at the pavilion side of the track, I was running last and was tempted to drop out just there. I said no and started to sprint a little. I passed man after man until, to my astonishment, there was only Bertie Anderson ahead of me. By this time, I was thoroughly eager, so with another burst I passed him and ran home and cl- a clear winner in the time of sixty and one-fifth seconds, which I could easily have bettered if I had thought I was going to be in at the death. The championship was now a closer thing than ever. Bertie Anderson had now twenty-five points and I had twenty-one. Excitement was running high and lots of people expected me to turn out for the mile. First place would give five points. For various reasons I did not, although I had quite a sporting chance. The reasons were one, the relay race that to be won by us, and two, Bertie Anderson did not, de- did not deserve to lose the championship. After the mile came the race of the day, the relay race. It did not pro- prove so highly exciting as last year, but nevertheless was quite a good race. Our team was Mackenzie, Ian Anderson, Broadwood and Bertie Anderson. We got second outside place, but that did not matter much. We led from the start and Ian Anderson gave me the flag about 5 yards ahead of the rest. Despite this, however, the four runners at the 660 yards went round in a bunch until the last three quarters of a lap. Then I started to sprint and no one followed me. As before, i.e. last year, I have Bertie Anderson a good lead about 25 yards and he romped home an easy winner amid great cheers. The games were a great success from our house point of view. The champion was Bertie Anderson, Laurison House and the runner-up was Charlie Broadwood, also Laurison House. The house championship was won by Laurison House with a record total of 229 and a half points. I don't think this total will ever be equaled. There were only two events in the whole programme that we did not get something in. Then the relay race was won for the fourth time out of seven races. We had a great and glorious triumph over the other houses, which we enjoyed greatly. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Heriot's podcast. I think you'll agree that recounting the words of Mr Broadwood has been particularly thought-provoking. Whether you played sports or not, I hope you enjoyed these diary excerpts and perhaps even learned a little more about what life was like at Heriot's all those years ago. Don't forget to tune in next time where we uncover more gems from the archives here at Harriots.